With COVID-19 around, telehealth lets you see your physician while keeping you safe at home. If you have questions, we're here to help. Stay safe, take care of each other, and use telehealth. We're UHA Health. Aloha and welcome to UHA's Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Kaino Carlson of Hi Now. We'll be connecting the dots with some of UHA's doctors and other guests on various health and wellness topics and tips. Connecting the Dots starts now. Today we're connecting the dots on reconnecting with your primary care physician with Dr. Kathleen Kozak. As UHA's medical director and a member of their physician advisory council, Dr. Kozak works closely with UHA providers and in-house registered nurse care specialists to ensure members have access to quality health care services. Aloha doc, how are you? Fabulous, good to talk with you again. Yeah, you are always easy. I, I hope I hope they all go this easy. Now, Doc, today we're talking primary care physician. For people who aren't even familiar with that, what is a primary care physician? Well, you know, that's an interesting question because I am one. And when people go into medical school, they decide to pick a specialty. So primary care includes family practice, includes internal medicine. Basically, it's a general doctor who you can see about just about anything. And if they don't know exactly how to take care of it, they know who in the healthcare team could help them, whether it be a cardiologist if you have a serious heart problem or if you need to see an orthopedic doctor because of a bone issue. They sort of have the lay of the land they know what to do, how to get you started on something, and who else might need to be a member of the team. Now, Doc, someone gets sick, our first initial response for a lot of people is they consult Dr. Google. They just go, they type it in, and they're trying to figure out what the heck is wrong. So uh, say someone is hurt and they need to see someone, oftentimes at that point, it's kind of too late because you haven't seen a primary care physician. But for people who are getting ready, what's the first step they got to take to finding a good primary care physician? You know, I always tell people, talk with your friends, because your friends are often a lot like you. And so in that case, they may have a doctor they love, and you could potentially see their doctor. If not, you can always contact some of the local medical centers, Queens, Hawaii Pacific Health, Kuakini, Castle. They often have physician referral lines where you can call in and they will connect you to a doctor they work with who's considered a primary care doctor. If you have Kaiser insurance, they assign you one automatically. So there's a variety of ways that you can find a primary care doctor. The other way you mentioned just a moment ago, if you need a doctor yesterday because you just cut yourself or you were outside and you realized you had an injury, urgent care centers are a place that you can go initially and they often know who the primary care doctors are in the local area and they can refer you to someone to see you regularly as well. Now, when it comes to seeing the doctor, sometimes it can be overwhelming for a number of different reasons. People, they like to self-diagnose. Hey, I feel great. Yeah, I have a small cough, but I'll just take some Tylenol, get over it. And then on the other side of the spectrum, people are just scared. They're not sure what's going on and they're afraid to almost know what's going on. So how do you kind of balance those kinds of ends of the, the spectrum? You know, the easiest thing to do as a doctor when you meet a new patient is to just ask them what's on their priority list. 
you know, I may have a list of things that I want to do based on their age or based on what I think they might need health-wise, but the most important thing to do is meet the patient where they're at. So if you have something you're really concerned about, when you schedule an appointment to meet with the doctor, let them know what it is, because that'll help them to understand where your perspective is coming from. If you're really worried because everyone in your family has diabetes, you think you might have it, they can help you to check for diabetes, but they can also at least explain to you some of the healthy things you could do if you're really worried to prevent getting it in the future as well. So for those folks, who are just kind of a little concerned that they have something that they're not quite sure what to do about, I always encourage them, check in and see somebody. That peace of mind is worth it. And there's often a lot of things you can do now to prevent having medical problems later as you get older. The other end of the spectrum we talked about are the folks who just feel like they feel fine, they're great, they don't need anybody. And for some people, that may be the case. But as we get older, we can't get away with that level of behavior anymore. And at some point, you should probably check in and see a doctor regularly. If you're in your 20s and 30s and healthy, at least every year or two, maybe every three. For women, they often need to see OBGYNs as their primary care providers, just to make sure that if they're going to have children or, ex- or have a family, that they're healthy enough to do that. And once you get to the age of 45 or 50, you really got to have somebody and you got to go in regularly. That's when we start doing a lot of the preventative studies that help to do cancer screening and a lot of other tests that are really necessary for folks. How important is it that people don't let those fears or whatever they're thinking thinking about postpone their routine healthcare care uh, appointment. Just in essence, don't procrastinate. Do not wait. It's your body. We got to listen to it. Well, you do. But even if your body's not giving you a message, I always tell folks, if you call to schedule an appointment, you can always schedule it a month later. Give yourself a month to psych yourself up to go do it. But to be honest, doctors don't necessarily want to find things wrong with you. They want to partner with you to help you so that if you do have areas that you'd like to focus on, they can help facilitate that. If you need to see a nutritionist because you're having some issues with with dietary habits, you could do that. If you have certain medical conditions in your family, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you could learn how to prevent getting those conditions. The idea is not that you're going to leave on a lot of pills, but that you're going to leave with a lot of knowledge and hopefully a little bit more tailored to your condition than you might find with Dr. Google. (laughs) Well, one's kind of an appropriate age, I guess, to be, I mean, you kind of mentioned 45. That's kind of when a point every year, every year. But at any age, when you think about it, you know, if you were a young kid and you were going to school, you had to get a physical before school. And then sometime around college or after that, people kind of fall off of the doctor spectrum a little bit. Yet we need to make sure people get flu shots and they need to have tetanus shots every 10 years. And we want to make sure that people get offered vaccination against various different types of things like HPV, human papillomavirus or meningiococcus. There's also the time where you start doing cholesterol screening. If everybody in your family has high cholesterol, we don't want people to wait until they already have it to detect it. We kind of want them to check in earlier. There's a lot of different health areas that can be addressed before you get to that age. I usually say to folks, even if you're in your 20s and 30s and healthy, at least every couple of years, check in and see your doctor. And if you're not sure, go see them and they can help you establish an interval that works best for you. Uh, Now, when it comes to establishing or maintaining a relationship with your primary care uh, physician, you know, if you kind of want to avoid in-person visits, how how do you kind of tackle something like that? 
You know, I have to tell you, if you asked me that a year ago, I'd have a different answer. <laughs> In the last year, we, a lot of providers have gotten really good at technology. Even those of us who were really reluctant figured out ways that you can communicate with patients using video visits, using even phone visits and doing things that will help to protect people if they really don't want to come into the office. In the beginning of the pandemic, we weren't letting people come in the office. So we had to come up with these alternate ways to interact with our patients. And we've all gotten used to what I call the modern day home visit. You know, it used to be that the doctor would see the patient in their house. Now we can, we just use a video camera. So there's a lot of options for folks if they want to do telemedicine visits to see their provider and keep up that relationship. How does someone know whether or not uh, telemedicine or needing to come in person is applicable? How, how do they kind of decide, oh, well, it's kind of a cough. Maybe I should just kind of do the kind of call doc and do a telemedicine meeting from home to, okay, this is something I'm really not too sure about. Maybe I should go in. How, how do people kind of decide that? Well, I'd like to say they don't have to. They should just call their provider's office and the office should tell them what's most appropriate. I find it funny because, uh, you know, a year or two ago, if somebody were sick with a cough, we tell them, come to our office, come sit in our waiting room and cough, come to our exam room and cough, then go to the pharmacy and cough. And if nothing else, COVID has really taught us that people with potential infections, they might actually need to stay home instead, and we should find ways to come to them. Now, there are certain medical conditions that you can't necessarily evaluate on telemedicine. So if you need to come in because you're concerned about heart failure, for example, that's a lot harder to detect in somebody who's in their home. There's some signs, but not as many as if you saw someone in person. So I like to encourage people that they don't have to decide which is the best way to be seen. Their provider should help them to make that decision. And when in doubt, just make a phone call. They'll help you figure it out. How effective, uh, I guess, is telemedicine? Because with someone uh, calling in from home, is it essentially exactly what you would be doing at the doctor's office, except for being in your home? Almost. We're almost there. You know, some people can check their own temperature at home. They can do a blood pressure check using some of the automated machines. But we don't have the ability, at least at this point, for most patients to do a really good exam of the heart or the lungs. There are some new devices out there. And I really think that where telemedicine is heading in the future is to have adaptability of different devices you could even attach to your smartphone that would transmit some of the information that we would get in the office. Like when we listen to your lungs or when we do things to check out parts of your body. They have some of these devices available. They're just pretty expensive right now. But wouldn't it be great if, you know, if you're a young mom and you have kids who might have an ear infection, you have a little scope at home, you can put it in their ear and the doctor can tell from the office, do they have a problem or not? So we're getting there with technology. It's not exactly the same, but as we look at all these different wearable devices that you have now, you know, people used to Fitbits were great things. A variety of these different other modalities will improve over time. And I think in the next two or three years, we'll have a totally different discussion about telemedicine. Yeah. How uh, essentially has the pandemic changed the way that you treat patients? I imagine quite drastically. It accelerated the use of alternative methods of care dramatically. If I look at the numbers of times that I did a video visit before the pandemic, it was zero. 
And now I look and, you know, 20 to 30% of my patients want to do video visits. And sometimes it's not because they're afraid to come to the office. It's just more convenient for them. They're in their office. They need something. We know how to take care of it. It doesn't require that they come in to come in for an exam. And so we can, we can find ways to meet those medical needs without having them be as inconvenienced as we used to do all the time. Doc, I want to circle back into primary care physicians and maintaining that relationship kind of with your patients. Uh, when someone's thinking about a primary care physician, what are, what are some of the basic fundamental things that are important? You know, the first thing I would say is find somebody that you feel comfortable talking with. If you see somebody and you don't I got to say, like- Doc, this is going very well. I could see you as my primary care physician in the future, but, but continue, keep going. Well, absolutely. And the thing is that find somebody you can chat with. You know, I've had some patients who have seen me over the years and they say they met somebody else and they just didn't feel like they could ask questions. You know, you as a patient should be able to ask questions for things that you need to know. And you never should leave the doctor's office and feel like you didn't get your questions answered or that they didn't take time to listen to you. The most important skill would be as a doctor, listening to where the patient's at. And I I can't say that I'm perfect all the time, nor can I say all my colleagues are, but really the first thing is to ask patients, what is most important to you? If you saw me and said your most important issue is that you were concerned about your cholesterol and I didn't talk to you about cholesterol at all, then that's probably not the type of relationship that you would want to continue. And so you want to find somebody who will help meet you where you're at and realize it might take more than one meeting to get that rapport with the doctor. You might not be best friends with somebody the first time you hang out with them, but over time you start to develop this relationship. Same thing with your doctor. Yeah, I, I totally agree, especially when it comes to healthcare. It's important to be able to, to talk and, and have that relationship because oftentimes, this is just for me personally, when uh, you're waiting in that waiting room, it can get uncomfortable sometimes. You're, you're waiting, then the doc comes in, and yeah, you do the cough thing, and then they're in, and then they're out. But really maintaining and finding a good primary care physician just has tremendous uh, tremendous benefit on you, obviously physically, mentally, and, you know, hopefully for the future as well. Well, it also helps if you have any chronic medical condition because one person knows your overall health. And it's really important as we see people who need to see a variety of different specialists that they have somebody who can help to navigate that and help them to coordinate the care from all those other doctors. So not only is it important when you're young, but definitely as you get older and develop some of the illnesses that are so common, you want to have somebody who can see the overall big picture. Now's the time to get yourself a primary care doctor because as always, we know there's a shortage of people out there and you don't want to be in the situation you described earlier, which is you found yourself needing somebody immediately. You call around and nobody's available for a couple of weeks. That's when you want to make sure that you have the phone number of your doctor's office and you can get in quickly because you already know them and they're familiar with your care. Uh, for more information about primary care physicians at UHA, how, how can people find you guys? Well, they can always call the healthcare services department and they can find, they will help them to find a primary care doctor if they don't have one. And also they can ask their friends, they can ask their family members, they can look in their local community because there's a lot of docs that are out there in the neighborhood areas. And that's important because if it's going to be somebody that's close to your home and you want to be able to pop on in pretty quickly, it's really easy to do so when you know that that center is right down the street. 
I appreciate the time, Doc. Thank you, Dr. Kozak, for helping us connect the dots on primary care physicians. Connecting the Dots is a UHA-sponsored podcast. Aloha. With COVID-19 around, telehealth lets you see your physician while keeping you safe at home. If you have questions, we're here to help. Stay safe, take care of each other, and use telehealth. We're UHA Health. 